Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Mustena Nazarian, an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. She has a background in music. She's done a lot of work in martial arts. Her um, her teaching practice there consists a lot of musicians and also other members of the general public. And we're going to talk today about uh, I think we're going to title this podcast Alexander Technique Jargon 101. And we're going to talk about three key uh, phrases that are often used in uh, by Alexander Technique teachers uh, and, and maybe try to clarify them or make them more accessible. So, Mustana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Robert. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. This is our third podcast of the evening, so <laughs> we're we're moving right along. Um, so, um, I know you have three terms that you want to talk about. Could you say what they are, and then we'll get to each one in turn. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, one is uh, Alexander used the word or uh, borrowed it from the neurologist he was working with, uh, one's called inhibition. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other term that he used was direction. Mm-hmm. And um, the third phrase, the third thing is a phrase, a means whereby. Okay. And and we should say there are other terms out there that, that you'll run into, but we're just going to start with these three. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, we could talk about inhibition. That's always... <laughs> that's, the, that's that that you that is typically considered the most challenging thing to explain, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think we should say first off that it has nothing to do with Freudian inhibition, right? Repression. That's right. There's no repression implied. No. So, how, how what would you what would you say to someone who uh, studying the Alexander technique and has come across that term uh, that might help them understand it a little better? And I'll jump in too from time to time. Well, if it's in a teaching situation, I engage them in a skill or an activity that they're interested in, mm-hmm. and usually it just comes up by itself. I'll ask them to. Uh, for example, pick up something and say, well, I was, we observed what happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've been working for a few sessions. And then um, actually it usually comes up in the first session by itself. And then and I'll say, uh, can you do this activity again and start started by moving this joint first, for example. Mm-hmm. And the person is like, is there, they're happy, they're breathing, their heart rate hasn't changed, but they simply cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is it's just they're, they're they're not shocked they're not about to strangle anything or anyone they simply cannot do what I ask them to do and then they know that they can mm-hmm. but there's like some sort of rebooting or reconfiguration happening in their brain or in their system their whole system that is getting in the way of them just jumping in and doing that activity the way they always done it. Mm-hmm. So, right. so they know they're they're almost it's it's kind of really beautiful to be in the presence of because it's kind of like they've they've expanded quite a bit, 
-hmm. whether I can see it or not, I can feel that they've expanded. Well, I can sense that there's something changing. Mm -hmm. And they're noticing their, themselves. And a whole host of other private like layers of thought might be going on in their head. That's their own business. And then I sort of take the time and say, well, Alexander called this ability to stop and notice inhibition. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. Or, am I, or am I, I might not say the word inhibition, but this ability to stop and notice will aid you the next time you're faced with public speaking or, you know, playing your music or whatever it might be that they're interested in. So and the, the the person seems to engage in themselves in a kind of a constructive way a lot better if they're um, engaged with an activity that they're interested in. So it's right, like right. even yeah. So sometimes um, inhibition is is presented as say no to what you want to do, right? And it sounds like you, you approach it a little differently than that. Well, I think it's it's a funny thing. It's, it's a funny thing that, no, actually, human beings are inhibiting all the time. Right. I think in neuroscience, in inhibition and in the sense that we're talking about, at a, at a um, very deep level, is, is, is considered crucial to effective mental functioning. Yeah, so I, I think it's 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 happening all the time mm -hmm. in habitual in uh, habit by and by habitual I don't mean anything negative at all and mm -hmm. day to day activity. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just that uh, if in in order to gain a better um, environment for the nervous system, whether it's for healing an injury mm -hmm. uh, or gain a better environment for the nervous system and the whole person in order to improve. Performance, um, improve learning. Uh, it's it, it's beneficial to expand on what nature is actually already doing. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll just read a little bit from Alexander's writing. Okay. Um, on a general and preventative basis, so that it is preventative for me means that we're not doing anything extra. We're just noticing what's already there. Mm -hmm. On a general and preventative basis, and the process of inhibition involved in employing direct attempts to gain an end, but associated instead with that indirect procedures inseparable from the practical application of the principles concerned with the means whereby an end may be gained. So to me... That's a perfect sentence to have to inhibit afterwards. <laughs> right. Well, because I think I think the average person reading that will have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, that's Alexander in, in his wordy. Exactly. So wordy that's why we're having this conversation. Right. So, so how how would you, um, if I may use the word, deconstruct that that sentence? What's he saying? Well, he's basically, to me, today, he's saying that he basically is interested in what we can do less of. So the functioning of the nervous system and the 
the engagement with our activity as, as humans can have more scope and more ease to it. So what, what, can, we, what can we strengthen in order for us to be able to use what nature has already given us in a more cohesive way? Okay, yeah. And, so, and how do we do that? How do we strengthen do, that thing? Well, by improving our relationship and understanding to of movement, mm -hmm. uh, because in that is our relationship and, and understanding of our thinking as well. Mm -hmm. Right, and can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if we, if we do it uh, kind of like a very old-fashioned physiotherapy exercise, sort of uh, devoid of life and very mechanical, that will mm -hmm. have that will have a certain kind of strengthening of the natural uh, ability of the nervous system. Or we can learn to engage with the activities of daily life in a more fluid way by improving our um, direction, which is the next word we want to come to. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but um, um, sort of an operational definition of inhibition in terms of actually, if you were if you were to try to tell someone how can I actually inhibit those patterns I don't want, what is what? What would you say is the way to do that? Well, the indirect way. Yeah. And, okay. And by uh, by just sort of being curious about how we, how it is that we write or type or uh, kick a ball and finding out how we can bring more um, engagement with with the process of the activity rather than you know getting the sentence out on the piece of paper or typing the email or getting the ball into the goal, but engaging with the with the process that we're involved in in order to um So it's gain. a little bit letting go of the need to get the thing done and be more interested in how we're doing that thing. Yeah, so yeah. So the the phrase that we talked about before, the means whereby mm -hmm. uh, really ties in inhibition and direction mm -hmm. into into sort of a, um, a, a circle that we can enter at any point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think people can learn that on their own or is that going to, they're going to probably need to see an Alexander teacher? Well, I don't know. It depends on the person, really. Mm -hmm. It depends on the person. Um, mm -hmm. It depends on how how keen they are and how how what motivates them you know mm -hmm. to want to to want to learn how to learn because mm -hmm. if we, if if you haven't if you haven't noticed that we have the ability to stop and notice mm -hmm. we we kind of maybe lose lose on the whole vitality thing a little bit so if right. if someone is interested in learning how to learn then that itself means that they're ready to to learn how to know this better in a more more uh cohesive and constructive way 
Well, and you certainly have to be willing to uh, experiment, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, you have to, as Marge Barstow used to say, be willing to take a gambling chance. Um, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you're going to, to change the way, to learn how to change the way you're thinking, you've got to be willing to change the way you're thinking, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, it's 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 just sort of going into the unknown a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it is totally going into the unknown. I think for and a, he, he's a lot another he's another classic Alexander FM Alexander Cohn right. <laughs> is that uh, is to go from right to wrong mm -hmm. is to go from the known to the unknown. So the unknown is going to feel kind of wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, you got to you got to be safe in your structure to a certain extent, or to be a, to to want to go there. No one can no one can make you learn any of this. No, no one can, you can't. No one can you push can't you. force feed the Alexander technique on people. That's true. But so you're saying, um, be you you need to be willing to at least for a short period of time feel like you're doing something incorrectly and still and and be okay with that at least for a bit right well yeah to have that new experience it may feel very strange yeah, yeah. okay yeah but right. in 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 the, in the same sense it uh it it feels full of vitality and 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 support and uh right right, right. positivity even even if that feels unfamiliar and new mm -hmm. um if it, if if it's really in line with all the you know if all the different ways of getting to notice better and to learn to inhibit in what alexander's terms was anyway mm -hmm. um somehow meet all the different ways from different cultures and different movement and thinking practices out there in the world if they're all have anything in common is that there's an element of safety mm -hmm. you know there's a there's an element of um going into into the unknown but there is a, 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 a some kind of connection and safety is there mm -hmm. yeah so for example i've i've had i've had conversations with people who have been in a situation of pain and discomfort that is uh, perhaps taking them to a, uh, a one of the one of the better known therapies out there and they say gosh but you know I had to experience such incredible physical pain mm -hmm. and I'm sh and I'm sure that made my muscle release mm -hmm. or something like that and I'm, I'm always sort of um, become a little bit more humble and, and see what they want to say next. And I usually, I don't have anything to add to that. And it's like, well, that was that person was sold on pain as a form of change. <laughs> right. Uh, or, and, or people can be sold on, in order to change, you've got to do something um, active, like something something yeah. some act you've got to do something i actually Al, if we're as long as we're quoting the great guy 
Alexander uh, somewhere, not in one of his books, but elsewhere, uh, said something like, the, the problem is none of my students will believe that it's just a thought. That, hmm. that they're all, he said, they're all slaves to muscular activity. You mm. know, they feel like they got to do something to solve a problem. So. Actually, I think that's not as bad as thinking that you're a slave to someone else pushing and pounding into your muscles well, for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is <laughs> and, and, for you, and for you to have to experience pain to the level of even, uh, well, you know, surgery for mm-hmm. you to become well again. So right. for your muscles to learn how to become well again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that I think that the the little golden nugget that's inside the word inhibition is that it's actually you have control mm-hmm. right. through the through through what nature has given you as a holistic organism. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to make shifts and have control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're presented with learning this skill in a safe and cohesive manner, then you you be able to, you know, at least emotionally jump higher and run faster. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, until you're you're to a point where it like let's say you're a runner and suffering from an ankle injury, right. until you're to a point where you can physically jump higher and run faster. Right. Because right. you've learned to listen and notice better, so right. Yeah. So so um, let's let's move on to direction. Um, is if that's the next one you want to get go to, sure. Or yeah. maybe means whereby, since that is kind of connected with inhibition. Well, there everything's connected. Would yeah. Go where you want to go, and I'll follow. Okay. Well, uh, direction um, and means whereby and inhibition, as you said, are very deeply connected, and uh, but but in in the same way, it's useful to to separate them in order to better integrate mm-hmm. these skills. Mm-hmm. So it, it means whereby, as we mentioned before, is really about taking the attention away from the end goal mm-hmm. and um, just being a little bit almost like more childlike about observing what we've got in front of us. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's if if it's if it's a musician with uh, dealing with injury in the mm-hmm. shoulder or in their in their um, wrist, then rather than really really being concerned about getting out of pain, getting out of pain seems to be the only thing that is preoccupying the person to a point that it's almost maybe creating more pain. Mm-hmm. Is is how can they just stop and notice? the shape of their hand mm-hmm. right, and right. you know and and do they really know where the thumb starts from for example mm-hmm. and have, have and you know have a few simple you know engage themselves in a few simple experiments of noticing simple simple movement of for example looking uh on looking at their hand from the from the back and folding their fingers and noting where that movement starts from mm-hmm. and then turning their hand around and looking at the palm and doing the same 
and guessing from the palm side where the finger's first joint is, mm-hmm. and then moving the hand, and lo and behold, whoa, they were, you know, off by about one and a half centimeters. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so engaging, engaging in a little bit more simplicity in the face of this greater problem. I've got a big concert coming up in, you know. So six so, weeks time, and I can't and I can't play my instruments. What do I do? So right. So yeah. you're saying, well, I got this concert coming up. Uh, I can't play. Maybe I should just play with my hand, right? Hmm. Just explore how how fingers and thumbs and wrists and elbows and whatever work. Yeah. In other words, be be interested in the process that I'm going to use when I do go to play down the road. Yeah. And not yeah. worry about the playing right now. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, if the person is in a quite a uh, mind, body, and spiritual knot, mm-hmm. they might they might want to seek the, seek the skills of an Alexander Technique teacher or movement therapist, movement mm-hmm. educator, mm-hmm. Um, to to find out some... Uh, some better insight into what their habits are when they are looking at their hands, you know. So Mm -hmm. some people, you know, you get someone who's in a lot of pain or is experiencing this uh, sort of all this twistedness in their their muscles and bones and uh, nervous system. And if they look at their hand, they'll be like, oh, my God, my mom always said your pinky was longer than it should be. Right, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it could be that their thoughts are so fixed into right. what's what's wrong and what's going to go wrong that right. they're trying to gain an end. And so the means whereby is, is a process where they can come back into just observing things a little bit more in a more childlike way and with less right. uh, less extra coloring, you know. Right. And I think <laughs> I think I think someone who's in pain may not be able to actually manage that kind of self-observation too easily without a bit of outside help. Um, um, You know, I think typically uh, Alexander teacher confronted with someone who's in a lot of pain is not going to ask them to do a lot of thinking. Uh, They're going to simply guide them into a easier relationship hmm. because i think that's kind of all they could deal with at that point but yeah. but that does accomplish exactly the thing you were just talking about and sets the stage for them to be able to do it themselves exactly because yeah. they've they've been engaged fully Right, and so and they just need a little a little help from outside. That's not you know, yeah. it's like coaching, yep. really. How about directions? We have a quick word or two about directions. Yeah, it's a bit like self coaching, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except if you call yourself a life coach and and sort of present those same ideas to the you know through the cognitive behavioral model, right? Uh, it, it's somehow easier to sell. <laughs> right. But but with the Alexander technique. Um, uh, process mm-hmm. or or uh, um, the way the way we engage with the person it's probably a, not that different from a good cognitive behavioral therapist but with direction I suppose we we're asking of ourselves 
uh, it's sort of variety of ways we can engage with the environment in a in a simple way. Yeah, in a I, simpler way, really. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of a a talking to yourself, um, and hmm. they're different. I mean, there 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 are lots of different kinds of directions. I mean, the whole. Hmm direct this uh, what you could call alexander technique directing technology has gone <laughs> has, I, I i say i use that deliberately but has gone through a lot of changes in the last uh five or ten years i mean sure if you go back to alexander's own writing and and the directions that alexander used say in the 30s were were you know Neck to be free, back to lengthen and widen, blah, blah, blah. It's like three sentences worth. And people would go crazy trying to deploy those. And, mm. and then Alexander would say, well, you know, it's it's one after the other all at the same time. And, and you know, people would spend years trying to, to do that. Well, I think a lot of that is that those problems have been taken care of. Mm. By much simpler, more direct, and more effective directions that can be yep. very, very simple, and, mm. and more powerful. But they are things that you request of you. You say to yourself, and there are yep. different ways of looking at what that process is about. My current take is that. In, in, in a freedom direction, for example, like I, I am free or my neck is free or my breathing is free, is really you just saying saying what you want and and with no intent to implement it, but to simply outsource any implementation to lower level systems that really you don't have to have any great interest in. Mm. I, I see it as just, or insourcing, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> but I mean, it it it's saying this is what I want. You guys figure it out. And the amazing thing is that those guys do figure it out, and they figure it out instantly. Well, I mean, yeah, they've been. They've, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, they've been waiting for you to ask them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're just sitting yeah. there. Why hasn't he said that before? So yeah, I thought it's, that it's, before. Yeah, it takes me back to how we how we uh, coordinate with as parents. You know, it's like a there's a lot of talk around. Um, you know, we, how, what do I do for the kid to listen better? What mm -hmm. do I do to be heard? What do I do this that? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, there are many, 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 many different ways. But it starts with yourself. It starts yep. with yourself as a parent. What where where are you when you're asking? Right. Something from your child. What? What's so, your mental state in asking that? Yeah, and I suppose in in a in the sort of a current uh, tech universe where to actually bring the physical and the mental together is becoming a lot more popular because we can scientifically prove that they coexist somehow. Mm -hmm. You know. But, oh uh, yeah, you, I mean we we now know we can measure that there's yeah, exactly. no such thing as a, a pure thought. There's always a physical correlate. It yeah, may, exactly. It may be very tiny, but it's there. And there's no such thing as a, a, a movement without some mental activity. Yeah. Yeah. But so but I your your example with parenting is really interesting because 
there are a lot of ways that you can say what you want to your kids and some of them are going to be a lot more effective than others and it's the same thing with 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 directions the the wording could be exactly the same but if you're saying oh, my neck is free and you're thinking of that in terms of something I got to really push through and make happen yep. it's yep. it's not going to happen or if you think of it as um uh or yeah, that, I mean that's that's an, an example. Yep. Like you, I'm going to, I, you're saying to yourself, "Do it or else." Um, you're not going to get any kind of useful result from that. But if you yeah. say, "This is what I want," and you know, I'll let you figure out how to make it happen, or you know, very and you're very light about it, and and you're not being pushy about it. Yep. it it's very powerful, and I I I don't have a lot of experience with with small kids, but I would think it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a, in, engaging engaging yourself mm-hmm. as you're engaging with the child, and this is just an example. Yeah. Uh, and if if it doesn't work, you know, once or twice, you're asking them to clean up something or, mm-hmm. you know, get to the dinner table or, so, or basically asking them how was their day and stuff like that. And then, and then, if you're not getting a response, you just got to stop, <laughs> go back to that first step to do with inhibition that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just say, wait a minute, do I, do I, do I, do I know why I'm asking them? Am I asking them how was their day? Because then I could tell my friends how my child is more responsive than theirs, you know, right. or can I just, or can I actually just engage in how they are? Right. Right. And just and just be okay with the fact that, you know, they've they've had eight hours at school mm-hmm. and the la- and and they're telling me how their day is by the way they walk, the way, the way they move, the way mm-hmm. they're engaging in their footsteps. Mm-hmm. And and are words really even that necessary? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so which takes mm-hmm. takes me takes me takes me to an idea or a story that I uh, like to share is that um with direction and inhibition and direction and means whereby, yeah, the freedom directions I think are are incredibly useful. I've used them myself, especially dealing with anxiety, and hey, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly useful. And then on 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 the, I suppose on the other side of that, we always have gravity to contend with. And so in regards to direction. Um, there, there's an easier way to organize with gravity mm-hmm. and there's a correct way to organize with direct gravity. Mm-hmm. So even though direction or directing yourselves can be approached from many different ways, there is this sense of correct. And that sense of correct is actually noticing and learning how we can take the path of least resistance and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. How, and, to, how to use gravity to our advantage exactly and yeah. i was uh i was at a martial arts practice and our teacher was doing a lesson on the path of less resist least resistance and uh look he's he he's a 65 year old man he just had uh triple bypass so he got one leg that works and the other leg is basically bone on bone at the hip joint <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's got and and to me he's got the most fantastic way of using himself mm-hmm. and the most fantastic way of expressing the idea of inhibition direction and the means whereby and i said uh, i had a question i said sensei what are you thinking in yourself when you're approaching the the path of least resistance in in you know in effect to the your opponent's attack your mm-hmm. opponent's energy and he he just stops and smiles and says nothing i'm just thinking don't get killed <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and so there's and so there's i suppose the positive directions and the freedom directions and mm-hmm. and all these wonderful layers and then there's this other direction to say just don't get killed don't right. stop breathing and don't look down <laughs> well that's kind of it's kind of a meta a meta direction and it's 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 he's 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 staying (laughs) with the big picture and letting the details take care of themselves right yeah Yeah. i suppose but but it definitely it definitely was a was a good demonstration of um of how simple it can really be if we exactly it can be unbelievable simple just get on board and realize that these things already exist within our system uh, this um, I, I'm thinking this, given the time, that this might be a good time to end. But I think we should leave it that we've, you know, we've talked about these three things: inhibition, direction, means whereby. We obviously haven't covered everything about them, and we haven't uh, talked about other Alexander terms. So, anyone listening, I'm going to post this as a podcast fairly soon. Anyone listening who um, has um, questions about these that maybe we could deal with in another podcast, um, we or we could perhaps do a part two where we talk about some other uh, jargon terms. Sounds good. Yeah, because you don't we don't want jargon. There isn't actually a huge amount of Alexander technique jargon, but what there is, we don't want that to. Yeah to prevent a real understanding of the work. Yes. You know, I think that's the danger of any kind of jargon. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, my guest today has been Mastana Nazarian, an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. Mastana, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, Robert. Thanks.